welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host, Jo Milmore, and this is episode 44, Summer Knitting Yarns. Blacker Yarns is the home of 100% pure, natural British yarns, products and patterns. If you're interested in expanding your yarny horizons to explore different sheep breed yarns, check out blackeryarns.co.uk for British and specialist and rare breed yarn. Hello everybody and welcome to the show. Today is Sunday 26th of April and we're going to be talking today about gearing up for summer. Which ironically, and it is ironic, um, it was the last thing on my mind when it's done nothing but snow all day. It's been absolutely freezing. So I'm hoping this quick cold snap will pass. All of the little lambs are out in the fields and everyone's flowers are starting to come out. And then all of a sudden it starts to uh, blizzard and goes really cold. Which is always good for uh, getting your woolies out and getting a little extra cheeky wear that you weren't really expecting um, but of course uh, once you've started to acclimatise to the warmer weather and uh, summer looks to be firmly in sight it's always mildly disappointing uh, for it to get absolutely freezing again. So what have we got for you today? Well we have a little bit of news of goings on from around the Yarny community, some new shops are going to be opening, a bit of podcast news etc. We have Enablers Corner in which I'm going to be talking about choosing yarns for knitting in summer and we have a yarn review of a brand new yarn that is being released by Blacker Yarns on the 1st of May called Leoness and it's a bit of a treat I'll give you a spoiler. Thank you very much to everyone who's been in touch since the last episode I really enjoy hearing from you all a special hi to Fee down in Edinburgh. Thank you very much for your email. You did make me smile. And I'm very glad that you're enjoying the show in particular. For any new group members we've had since the last episode, I welcome you to the Shiny Bees family. Come in, sit down, pick up your whips, add a few more because we love the home for the hopelessly overcommitted. And uh, get settled in and enjoy yourself over there. So I think without further ado, we'd better get a nice cup of tea and a bit of cake. It's a cake kind of day. Pick up your knitting and let's crack on with the show. So a bit of news to start with, I think. And the first item on the agenda is Love Your Yarn Shop Day. This is going to be taking place on the 2nd of May 2015 in the UK and that is on Saturday, Saturday coming. It is an initiative by Let's Knit magazine and they are supporting over 160 local yarn shops. It's being hosted by ICHF Events and it is in association with Search Press who publish quite a lot of craft related uh, titles and books. Some of their authors are going to be acting as yarn shop ambassadors on the day at various different yarn shops and it's also been supported by the UK Hand Knitting Association. To get a list of 
your nearest participating yarn shop you need to go over to the let's knit website i will put a link to that in the show notes for you and you can find out where your nearest shop is or whether your favorite local yarn shop is taking part i've picked out a couple uh, for you uh, to draw your attention to in the meantime in case you're in those areas the first of which is the sheep shop in cambridge and louise tilbrook who was interviewed in episode 38 she's a sock designer will be there talking about ravelry as will joanne scrace who was uh, one of the designers of the bletchley collection just released by eden cottage yarns and she's half of the crochet project with cat golden so she'd be quite interesting to chat to at my beloved fluff because it is my beloved fluff, uh, always beloved, in Dundee. Carrie Westerman will be in attendance. So between her and uh, Leona, you're going to have a, a right laugh of a day there. I'm so jealous I'm not going. Harbour Yarns at CMA Marina, which is owned by the lovely Amy from Knitspin Kick, is going to be having goodie bags for the first five customers. There's going to be a raffle and 10% off, as well as a workshop with her. And the wool shop on the Bray, my local, well not very local, one of my local yarn shops um, is going to be taking part as well. So I might, I might mostly on down there and see what's going on. So as I said, it's being run by Let's Knit magazine and all the details can be found on their website. It's letsknit.co.uk, but I will put a hyperlink in the show notes so you can go straight to the list of um, shops that are taking part. Uh, obviously if you follow them on social media etc you'll probably find that they've publicized some of the information already um but if your local yarn shop isn't taking part i heartily encourage you to have your own informal love your yarn shop day so even if they're not taking part just go along to your local yarn shop say hello have a browse buy some stuff um because the more we support our local yarn shops the more chance there will be that they will be around for us to enjoy for years to come so Love Your Yarn Shop, 2nd of May 2015. The next thing that I have for you is the launch of a new online yarn shop, which I'm quite excited about. I think it's going to be really good. It's called Brit Yarn and it is run by Isla Davison. It's going to be launching on the 2nd of June 2015 and it is an online wool shop that's going to be specialising in wool grown in Britain. What sets Brit Yarn apart from other stores is its unwavering commitment to seeking out as much information about the provenance of its yarns as possible and sharing this with its customers. Bound by its woolly principles, owner Isla Davison is committed to providing yarns and patterns which are both beautiful and inspiring whilst supporting UK businesses. Brit Yarn has an extensive and tempting range from Blacker Yarns, Jameson & Smith, Wensadale Longwool Sheep Shop and West Yorkshire Spinners, as well as hand-dyed yarns by Eden Cottage Yarns and The Knitting Goddess. In addition to popular wools such as Blueface Leicester, for those looking to expand their horizons, there are more unusual and rare breed yarns. Exclusive to Brit Yarn is a range of hand-dyed colourways, details for which will be released very shortly on the Brit Yarn blog, which had its first blog post uh, today. To complement the range of wool available, Brit Yarn has selected knitting patterns and books, project bags and tools from British-based designers and makers. 
So I've got a quote as well from Isla in the press release. It says, after several, uh, correction, after several years of avid knitting and stash building, I started to give more thought to the origin of the yarn I was using. I began to research the journey of the wool from fleece to yarn and was fascinated by the great range of breeds, blends and producers right here in the UK. I decided to, wherever possible, focus my purchases on wool that had been grown and processed in Great Britain. It was this process which led me to want to share the knowledge and great yarns I found on my journey with others. And Brit Yarn was born. So as I mentioned, it's going to be launching to the public on Tuesday the 2nd of June. Now, there is already a Ravelry group where you can go and join and start chatting about all your exciting uh, British Yarn projects as well as the social media presence on Twitter and Instagram. Now, as I mentioned during the blurb, which I read from the press release, Brit Yarn sources and stocks only yarns and products which strictly adhere to the woolly principles. And Isla is very committed to finding out as much information as possible about the provenance of the yarns that are carried by the store in terms of where the wool is grown, where it's processed, where it's dyed. And she also uh, uses British companies for all of her packaging, for her website hosting, uh, everything as far as possible is aimed at supporting local business as well, which I think is is really good because it can be difficult sometimes to find out all of these details for yourself. And there are, ho there are a whole host of um, other issues around the British wool mark and you know it can be really confusing to figure out where these yarns have come from and what processes are involved and where they were spun and I think it's more important to understand all of that than it is to be necessarily dogmatic towards one particular um, type of wool that you say you will only ever use British wool um, I think it's important just to understand where the processes took place and it's better to have a kind of traceable supply line than it is necessarily to have um, 100, 100% British wool because once you start looking into it, you realise that it's actually a lot, what constitutes British wool um, and does isn't always 100% British wool. But in order so that you will know exactly what you're going to get from, from them, Brit Yarn's got some woolly principles, which I think is a really cool idea. So I'm going to share those with you now to give you a bit of an idea of, of what, what they're all about and um, look forward to their, their launch in June. So the Woolly Principles say, first and foremost, Brit Yarn must love it if we're going to stock it. We believe in using materials and patterns we love to create beautiful, long-lasting items. Brit Yarn embraces provenance. It's hugely important to us to know as far as possible the origins of our products and to share these details with our customers. Brit Yarn will clearly outline where the wool was spun and dyed. Some wool may be spun or dyed outside of Britain and if it is, we'll tell you. It's all about being able to trace the journey of the product and make informed choices, which I can definitely get on board with that. Brit Yarn's definition of British includes British overseas territories, e.g. the Falkland Islands. Ray. Brit Yarn celebrates the British wool industry. Wool content in a yarn must be 100% British grown. Any natural fibres were present in a blend, e.g. linen, will comprise a maximum of 50% of the total content. Synthetic material were present in a blend, e.g. nylon, will comprise a maximum of 25% of the total content. 
Brit Yarn supports British Brit businesses. Wool, pattern and accessories, as well as business support, will be sourced exclusively from British suppliers. We believe in shopping local and helping to sustain British businesses. So there you have it. Brit Yarn launching on the 2nd of June. So if you are a British yarn aficionado or you would like to find out more about it, I'd suggest Brit Yarn's probably a really good place to start. And as I said, I think what attracts me is not necessarily the British yarn aspect. It's the um, fact that she's going to such lengths to actually try and discover exactly where all this is coming from. And she's going to stick very rigidly to her woolly principles. I do like a principled woman. So um, that is going to be at brityarn.co.uk. The website is still under construction. So to keep a track on what's going on. Go over to Ravelry and join the Brit Yarn group and they're also Brit Yarn on Instagram and Twitter. Say hello and um, Isla's very chatty. You've probably seen her chatting already on social media and uh, let's wish, wish her the very best of luck for her launch in June. Also in other news, ongoing is uh, the little giveaway that I'll announced last week on the podcast for, to win a skein of full miser this will close on the 3rd of may and there's already been quite a lot of uh, replies and entries for that competition and thank you very much to everyone who's taken the time to give feedback on what they enjoy about the show so that i can bring you more of it it isn't a declare your undying love to joe thread by any stretch of the imagination my main problem is, is that nothing that I don't, there's a double negative here, there's nothing goes into the podcast that I don't love doing, so it's very difficult for me to pick out which bits you guys enjoy most, because I love doing it all, because if I didn't, it wouldn't be in the podcast, so it's just to give me a bit of feedback to let me know what you guys enjoy, and um, what you want me to bring you more of, and as a thank you for your time, and for your listening, and your support, uh, I've offered up a skein of full miser to one lucky winner chosen at random by the world's favourite URL, random.org, random number generator. So if you have any thoughts, uh, please pop over to the group and uh, post it. If you don't want to give public feedback or there's something you absolutely hate and you want to tell me about it, I can't promise I'll listen, but you can send it to me via PM. And... Um, I will take that on on board as well and as I say hopefully this will give me a bit of an idea about what you guys like the best and what you want to hear more of. The sock surgery has been incredibly popular and people are enjoying learning a lot of new techniques and uh, the pattern picking humour in general has been quite popular. Someone said they enjoyed me getting stuck and breaking down in my car. I'm going to try and keep life's calamities to a bare minimum if I can at all. I don't think I'm an unlucky person. I think it's just the way I tell the stories. This stuff does all happen. It's not embellished. Um, I think it's just the turn of phrase I use to describe my uh, calamitous situations for all of you guys. Because I like you to have a laugh, you know. Life's very stressful and uh, being able to kick back with a podcast and just chill out, put your feet up, do a bit of knitting and uh, have a bit of a giggle uh, can be an absolute tonic. And... Um, yeah, I just want to make sure that I'm bringing you lots of the stuff that you guys enjoy because without you, there wouldn't, well, there would still be a show, but it'd be very, very lonely. So uh, head on over to the Ravelry group and uh, you need to be a group member to enter. 
the competition. But I won't be offended if you join the group and then enter. It's absolutely fine. And uh, let me know what you think. So in podcasting news, I've got a lot of news today for you guys. Um, We have Blaster Podcast, which you may have heard about uh, from Knit British and some of the other podcasts. And now they have their third episode out. I'm pleased to tell you about it and share their uh, promo with you. Blaster Podcast is hosted by Claire and Dervla and it's about the craft scene in Ireland. The name Blaster comes from the Irish word for tasty and is a play on words between Irish and English, giving you a flavour of Ireland and having a blast. When I hear about a new podcast, I like to have quite a big back catalogue to go and have a listen to, so I've kept hold of it and not played it to you yet because otherwise if you went and then there was only one, you'd be left wanting more. So um, there are three episodes out there now for you to go back and listen to and that'll give you a real idea of what Dervla and Claire are trying to achieve. Uh, They are quite good fun. I met Dervla at Edinburgh Yarn Festival and she was absolutely lovely. So I will give you their promo now. This is Claire. This is Dervla. And this is Blaster. A taste of the craft scene in Ireland. Blaster, right? Blaster. What does blaster mean? Blaster is the Irish word for taste or tasty or flavour. It's also a play on blasting and having a crack. Having a crack. Having a blast. What exactly is Blaster, the podcast? Blaster, the podcaster. monthly episode is going to have a particular theme that we're going to introduce yeah we're going to go and interview the people related to that theme yeah and then we're going to have a chit chat about what we have learned oh over a pint so there you go and i'll put links to um blaster podcast in the show notes for you go check them out And the other bit of podcasting news I'm very pleased to say, for those of you who may have missed it, that um, the original and best, my uh, encouragement, my my podcasting idol, if you will, Martine Ellis of iMake, is back at the microphone and she is podcasting again. And uh, in episode 74, uh, she announces uh, a few changes that are going to be coming on. She had a bit of a revamp and some new projects that she's got on the go. Um, For those of you that have never listened to Martine before, she has uh, excellent audio quality, really good, uh, interesting content. Uh, She's a little bit multi-craftual, if you will, so there's loads of different crafts in there. She's often joined by her uh, vivacious co-host, Charles, who's absolutely lovely as well, and um, is a great listen for anyone who likes a good quality um, audio podcast. She can be found at imakeguernsey.com. I think that's a change from, it used to be imakegg, but it's not anymore. But I will put a link in the show notes. Get yourselves over to episode 74 and give her a listen to welcome her back. So that's the end of the news. I'm sure you'll be glad to hear. And we'll crack on with a bit of uh, blethering enablers corner. So Enablers Corner, I thought this episode, before it turned into winter again, um, that I would talk a little bit about knitting in summer. It had suddenly got rather warm up here in northern Scotland 
and my mind started turning towards choosing knitting yarns for summer knitting. Knitting doesn't need to be just a cold weather activity, in fact I think most would prefer it if it wasn't, and uh, you might not want to necessarily work with chunky wools or super fluffy fibres such as alpaca when it's very hot. Uh, obviously I'm fairly well versed in knitting in hot weather having lived in South Africa and the northern part of South Africa for two years and generally some of that involved knitting in front of the aircon so my fingers didn't get too sweaty. Um, but there are other easier ways uh, to overcome the pain of knitting in summer and indeed to choose fibres and yarns which are more suitable for creating projects that you're going to be wearing in summer. In general with the wool knitting there tends to be a bit of a shift from heavier weight yarns um, and your aran weights and chunkies through to lighter weight yarns uh, like your four plies and lace and uh, from animal fibres to, uh, to plant fibres or blends containing plant fibres. Now what do I mean by plant fibres? Well I'm talking about chiefly uh, cotton, bamboo and linen. Cotton is a durable yarn and it's really easy to care for. It's breathable and it's created um, from cotton plants and it contains cellulose and these fibres basically are plant fibres that pull heat away from the body. Cotton can take a bit of time to dry out as it absorbs water really well, which is a consideration for using cotton in humid conditions. Cotton blends containing synthetics can be quite a good option rather than 100% cotton. They are cost effective, not that cotton is particularly expensive, but um, these are even more so. And um, they tend to be a bit lighter than 100% cotton blends because it has a synthetic um, element to it they tend to dry faster and they also allow an element of stretch because um, cotton has no giving it whatsoever more on that in a minute if you're going to knit garments you'll really to knit a successful garment you'll either need a synthetic or wool and cotton blend um, to maintain the shape of the garment because by itself cotton doesn't really have any memory now the good thing about cotton is it comes in what can only be described as a dizzying array of colours, really bright, very cheerful um, and we all know that I'm definitely not all about that much at all. So um, I really like the, the sheer palette on offer when it comes to cotton yarns. It is machine washable and it does get softer the more you wash it which is good. As I mentioned before it is inexpensive and it doesn't pill. There are some downsides to working with cotton. It shows every single stitch, so if you make a mistake, there's no hiding it. You will see it, and you need to be really careful with your yarn that it doesn't split, because again, you will see the little tiny slithers of cotton around your stitch. You will see it a mile off. Um, a lot of them tend to be sort of six or eight plied um, kind of yarns, and it is quite easy to split them if you're not careful. Um, so you just need to be a little bit careful for that. As I mentioned, cotton has no give, so it can be difficult to tension it correctly and it does cause hand strain and that is both knitting and crochet and I've known people who've crocheted things out of cotton and said it, it's really made their hands ache and they've had to be quite careful about um, how much time they spend crocheting with cotton in particular. 
Obviously, it doesn't mean you can't use it. It just means you need to be aware of it. Do your little warm-up exercises and don't do it for too long without having a break. If it is a commercially grown common, they can at cotton, it can be quite pesticide heavy. So if this is a concern for you, then you're going to want to go for an organic cotton. Clearly, the price point increases with the organic certification. However, um, they are reasonably easy to come across and a lot of the major brands do do an organic version, which is good. So on to bamboo then. It is stronger than cotton and it has really good moisture um, wicking properties. Bamboo yarns are made from the bamboo plant and unlike cotton, um, when you harvest the bamboo from a bamboo plant, you don't kill it. And um, Once you harvest the cotton, the plant's dead and it can quite often have bare soil before the next um, crop is planted. That isn't the case with bamboo. Um, once you harvest it, it carries on growing and it can be back to its full height within a year. So arguably it's a little bit better for the environment than cotton is in that respect. It creates a fabric which is breathable and it has a good drape. But I've found that bamboo yarns can feel quite heavy and be on the very drapey side if I'm quite honest. It has got a nice luster and shine and it looks quite similar to mercerized cotton on the ball. So if you're looking for a shiny silky um, cotton type yarn, consider bamboo instead. It is less strong when wet than cotton is and it does swell a lot in water which you need to be aware of. Again it can be quite splitty to work with and it needs hand washing rather than machine washing so it's a little bit more labour intensive there. Bamboo tends to be more so than cotton blended with other fibres uh, to create yarns and quite often it will be blended actually with cotton to create yarns. Um, some of which I'm going to go through in a minute and give you a few ideas of, of who's doing cotton and, and yarn, uh, cotton and bamboo and linen blends out there uh, if you want to have a try at any of them. Um, but I've definitely found in my research that it's much harder to find 100% bamboo yarn than it is to find 100% cotton. In terms of linen then, linen comes from the flax plant. It is quite laborious to manufacture um, but it is very absorbent and it makes garments which are highly valued for their coolness in hot weather which I'm sure you'll see in summer as all the um, high street fashion turns uh, towards linen as a textile for creating garments. It is uh, as a yarn extremely strong and lustrous and it has quite a crisp handle um, but it's much softer once it's knitted up into the garment. It is absorbent and it dries faster than cotton which is good. It's very durable and unlike bamboo it remains strong when it is wet. So they're the three main types of yarns that you're going to find um, if you're looking for a summer specific yarn and you can get all of them as 100% cotton, bamboo or linen or you can get them as blends to give them additional properties um, which make them suitable for knitting in summer but also have some of the more um, desirable properties in terms of memory and being easy to care for and drying quickly or being light um, they are quite often put into blends as well. So I had a little look around for some cotton yarns for you to have a think about and there are a wide variety of commercial offerings when it comes to cotton yarns. One of the most um, prevalent is Rico and they have the Rico Creative Cotton which is $1.99 a ball. 
or they have their Rico Essentials cotton, which is a mercerized version, and that is two eighty nine a ball for I believe fifty gram balls. Um, do check the grammage. Um, these are just per ball. They're normally all in fifty grams. Some of them do come in hundred gram balls, so you will need to check that if you go and look at them. Um, drops do their Paris yarn, which is one seventy nine a ball. I know some people aren't massively keen on using drops because they're not really sure about ethical concerns with them. Um, but it is the cheapest of the lot at one seventy nine. Twillies do their Freedom Echo, and this is a recycled cotton. Uh, which comes in at, at three twenty nine a ball, and that comes in a variety of denim like shades because that's where a lot of it comes from. Sardar Snuggly do a baby cotton uh, at three pound sixty three per ball. Rowan have hand knit cotton at three ninety five per ball, and then King Cole have the cotton soft yarn, which is a hundred grams at three fifty nine. Now, if you're looking for a hand-dyed alternative, it can be pretty tricky to find one. There aren't that many people doing it in the UK, certainly. But one place where there are quite a lot of people doing it is South Africa. And I'm all about bigging up the South Africans. So, the first one of which is Vinny's Nakeem, which is 100% cotton. It is £3.85 a ball, and this is dyed by a cooperative in rural South Africa that provides jobs uh, to local women in an impoverished area. Um, and basically gives them access to employment opportunities. So they dye the yarn, they ball it, um, etc. It comes in 50 gram um, balls and you'll see it badged as Vinnie's, Vinnie's Colours, um, domestically in South Africa and you will find some of that imported here. Um, you may also see it badged as B-Sweet in the US, it's the same brand. Um, so that is the hand-dyed version of the cotton. And there's also Nurturing Fibres, the recently launched um, range of Eco Cotton, which is organic cotton. It is also hand-dyed um, in South Africa. And this comes in at 35 Rand per 50 grams. That is available from um, naturalyarns.co.za and they, they do ship internationally so you can get it from there obviously you will pay for the shipping but i can tell you now 35 rand's about two quid so um they do ship to the states as well and vinnie's um i think uh is also stocked at naturalyarns.co.za but vinnie's in the uk you can get from pearlessence.co.uk um, at 385 a ball which is probably there or thereabouts what it would work out at once you've actually shipped it from south africa anyway um, but the nurturing fibers eco cotton is not available from there at this stage but it is available from www.gorgeousyarns.co.uk priced at £4.50 a ball in terms of bamboo yarns uh, the i found it a lot harder to find um cost effective cheap 100 percent um bamboo yarns to be honest with you the first one I've pulled up was Sardar Snuggly Baby Bamboo, which is 80% bamboo, 20% wool. This comes in at £4 uh, per 50 gram ball. I have knitted with this blend because it's the same blend that they use for smiley stripes and everything else um, that's got a bamboo content. It is lovely to knit with. It's very shiny. Um, it has a lot of drape and it's heavy. Um and feels heavy for a baby it doesn't have the lightness that a 100% wool yarn would have that's because it's not 100% wool 
it's 80% bamboo. Um, so it's just something to be aware of, but it does look nice and it feels very soft. It's got a lovely sheen on it as well. And again, it's got that um, the bright colours that I think babies look amazing in. So um, it's a good one. It's good knit. I enjoyed knitting with it. It's very easy to knit with. doesn't split. Um, so probably good for a beginner as well. Um, another one that I haven't tried, I think it's a German brand. It's Schürrle und Stahl Bambolino. 100% bamboo. And that is £4.50 a ball. That's available from Love Knitting. Hayfield Fiesta is a bamboo acrylic blend, 50-50 of each, that's three thirty-nine a ball, so would be good in terms of, wouldn't be quite as heavy as um, a one with a higher bamboo content, so worth trying, I haven't tried that one. There's Sublime Baby Silk and Bamboo, which again is an 80-20 blend of bamboo and silk, quite luxurious, that's £5.4 a ball. Or you could check out the King Cole Bamboo Cotton. That's a 50-50 blend and that comes in at 5 59 for 100 grams. So it seems a little bit more expensive, but it is a 100 gram ball. Habu, getting on to the luxury end, do 100% bamboo. Uh, available from Loop Knitting and that is 16.99 per 100 gram skein. And on the hand dyed, again, Vinnie's Colours and Nurturing Fibres both offer a hand dyed offering. Vinnie's Colours Serena is 100% bamboo, it's a sport weight yarn and that is 4 35 a ball, that's available from perlescence.co.uk. Nurturing Fibres um, Eco Bamboo is 35 rand uh, per ball, 50 grams hand dyed and the Lush Bamboo is 45 rand per ball, both available from naturalyarns.co.za. In terms of the linens then, we have um, Rowan Creative Linen, which is a 50% linen and 50% cotton blend at 8 99 or they have a pure linen yarn at 7 49 Drops have a linen yarn, which is a 53% cotton, 47% linen at £2.30 a ball. Quince & Co Sparrow is 100% linen, that's available from Loop at £9.75 per 50 grams, so more on the luxury end of the price scale, I would say. Lotus do 100% linen yarn at £10 per skein. You can get that from Be Inspired Fibres in Edinburgh. And there's also Shibui Knits Linen, which is 100 grams and 100% linen at £11.50 a skein from meadowyarn.co.uk. So there's a few ideas there for you in terms of where you can um, get your yarns from and what sort of blends are available. As I've said, there's a variety of price points from the real kind of entry level drop stuff all the way up to your more luxury Habus and uh, Quince and Co and Shibui. Um, again, in a lot of respects, you get what you pay for, particularly when it comes to the cottons. If you go for a slightly more expensive cotton, you will reap the rewards. Um, but on you know on the cheaper end, they're all pretty much for muchness. But if you're looking for really good um, range of colours, uh, then cotton is a great way to go. Bamboo is a little bit nicer on the needles, um, but does represent some difficulties when it comes to washing. Um, and linen, I think, is is interesting. It's something different, and it provides a different structure to your garment than you would get from either um, cotton or bamboo. So there are a few ideas about what you could use to knit with in summer and in the next episode in Enables Corner I am going to pick out a few patterns for you 
of what I think would work particularly nicely in um, in linen yarns in particular. I appreciate a lot of yarns and suggestions were mentioned there. I will put links uh, to all of those in the show notes if you want to go and have a look at um, what's on offer and maybe give some of them a try uh, for your summer knitting. So on to a review of some yarn. So I do have a yarn review for you today and it is from our friends at Blackie Yarns, home of 100% pure natural British yarns products and patterns down in Cornwall. And it is a review of their new Leoness yarn. It is 50% linen and 50% wool. The wool content is made up of Corridale and Merino from the Falkland Islands. It will be launching on the 1st of May, which is on Friday, and it comes in two weights, DK and 4-ply. It's priced at £5.75 per 50 gram ball. Now, I tested the DK weight, and this knits up on 4mm needles at 20 stitches to 25 rows, and you get 110 metres per ball. I'll read the description to you so you can get a full flavour of where where it came from and what's behind it. Black Leoness, this special blend of natural linen and soft white Falkland Islands Corridale Merino wool is worsted spun for a soft, smooth finish. The wool adds some presence and memory to the yarn while the linen contributes crispness and strength. The combination creates a light yarn with good stitch definition which will retain its block wonderfully. This is our summer range named after the mythical sunken land of Leoness, lost under the waves millennia ago off the far west of Cornwall, or perhaps just remaining as a ghostly presence on the Isles of Scilly. Leoness is available in both double knitting and four ply in a range of breezy, summer shades and one natural. It is ideal for summer cardigans, tunics, cowls and shawls. So in terms of colours then, it does come in five shades and a natural. The natural is called Moonstone and that is a, a beigey cream. There is Aquamarine, which is a kind of turquoisey blend and that is the one that I am testing at the moment. The colours do take on some of the colouring from the linen so it does have that natural colour threaded through it as well so they come up as a kind of faded colour rather than a bright solid colour which uh, adds a bit of interest to the finished product when it's knitted there is jade which is a green there is rose quartz which is a pink ruby which is um a dark maroon almost burgundy um this one and lapis which is um a blue um, mid-blue yarn both show up the um, linen much more than the other the four shades because they're darker and there's a higher contrast between that and um, and the linen. The There doesn't feel a lot of difference on the handle between the DK and the four ply in all honesty they're both quite lofty um, kind of feeling yarns so as I said, I am working with the Aquamarine colourway, uh, perfect choice for me, lovely. And um, working with the yarn, it's an unusual handle, um, obviously because of the linen and the 
Marino and Corridale working together um, does make for an interesting knitting experience. It's kind of crisp, but not crisp, if that makes sense. It feels a bit more sturdy in the hand, but there's still that element of softness there. And a little bit of almost bubbly crunch that you get from uh, Corridale, that kind of, it is almost like a, a, a bubbly kind of feeling um, to work with it. But it's in no way is it unpleasant. It's really it's just different to what um to the usual merinos and BFLs that we're all uh, used to trotting out. I did some swatching with it and I tried some different stitches and I will take pictures of these and put them in the show notes or possibly because it's going to be quite um information heavy. I may look to put these in a separate blog post um later in the week. Um, I started off with some stocking stitch and in the um, in the stocking stitch I um, I found it a little bit hard to keep the tension even um, particularly on the pearl rows and you can see it slightly it may disappear a little bit more with another wash and a bit more of a kind of jiggling about with once it's wet to uh, try and um, even up those stitches a little bit I don't know if it is the yarn or my knitting um, that caused the problem. Obviously, it is something I'm not really used to knitting with and that could be it. That was the first um, stitch pattern that I did with it, so it could just be that. Um, however, the garter stitch, and Lord knows, and everyone else knows, I am not a fan of garter stitch. It is not my favourite stitch. I think it looks untidy. I don't know why everyone raves about it. It's boring. Um the garter stitch, this this yarn could be the yarn that changes my mind about garter stitch, if I'm honest, um, is to die for. It is crisp, it has got great stitch definition, it stands up proudly, it's beautifully neat, it's smooshy, but with, with brilliant bounce back, the minute you smoosh it, it just bounces back under your fingers. Um, it is delightful. It is really, really nice in garter stitch. Far nicer in garter stitch than it is in stocker stitch, I would say. Um, and the the knitting is much more even. Um, and it's just, oh, oh, I like it. I'm just pressing it now because it's so good. Um, then I moved on to um, some cables and some lace to have a look at how it would stand up to that. Because... When I'm looking at this yarn, I'm thinking, I'm not thinking shawls necessarily, unless it's a garter stitch shawl. I'm thinking about maybe open work lacy, um, throw over top that um, has that combination of warmth yet ventilation um, that you're going to want in summer. So maybe if it's getting a bit chilly at night and you need to quickly throw something over your vest, um, or for like a daytime tea, like a short sleeve t-shirt. Kind of like the um, water lily top, perhaps, um, that was in pom-pom, that's kind of a bit ubiquitous now, that has a lace panel at the front and back at the top and then goes into a stocking stitch body. Um, would look really good in this yarn. I'm thinking something of that sort of design could work nicely. So I thought I would try a bit of lace. Just plain eyelet lace, nothing fancy, nothing crazy, um, and a couple of cables. The lace has turned out beautifully it's got just the right amount of um structure in terms of the the knit two togethers um it's beautifully even without 
it was beautifully even before it was blocked. It's even nicer now. Um, to the point where I can almost see myself designing a top in it because it is so good. I wasn't expecting this to happen with the lace. I just thought I'll try it because this is what we're going to be using it for. This sort of garment, this sort of stitch pattern. So it needs to be tried. I'm not going to say it's brilliant having tried it on, on stocking stitch and that's it. So I did and I really like it. There's plenty of lateral play in it, but yeah, it does retain that structure and that memory that they talk about in the blurb. Um, it's fab, really, really good. On the cable side, it, the cables are nice and clear. Obviously not quite as um, crisp and um, prominent as they would be with a high twist yarn, um, because this isn't a high twist yarn, but they have come out prettily in a very kind of, they're obviously cables, you can see the texture and um, they were a little bit more tricky to execute, particularly I did a very tight cable. Um, that's twisting every row and that was quite hard work on the hands to do that but ordinary cable was fine and ones that are even longer should be with long stitches before you do the cross back again and um, should be no problem at all again what sort of patterns can i see this being knitted into i'm looking at your sort of throw over jerseys um shrugs perhaps i think it'd be really good for crochet and for something with simple lace detail it doesn't i don't think it would necessarily lend itself to extremely intricate lace detail i haven't swatched it so i don't know for sure but i think it lends itself to more kind of geometric masculine sort of lace rather than your kind of pretty girly leaves flowers um lace instead if that makes sense not that lace and flowers can't be masculine as well but i'm trying to differentiate in terms of descriptors between kinds of lace um but i'm, I'm more looking at you kind of like i said geometric repeating pattern lace eyelet lace very simple maybe eyelet lace with rows of um garter stitch in between would be amazing um in fact i'm, ha I'm halfway through the design in my head as i'm talking to you about it so in summary what do i think um i think it's good i think it's an interesting knit um i like the wool content i wasn't 100 percent sure because nobody else really seems to be mixing wool with linen that much but i think in this case it really works and as we know um wool does have properties of keeping you cool as well as warm combining that with the linen to get those wicking properties going and um to make it dry quickly, I think is a winning combination. And I think it works in this climate. You know, it's not always boiling in summer here. Um, much as we'd love to be mincing around in our espadrilles and oversized hats in our city shorts, it's not always going to be like that. And I think having um, that wool content will make this a really versatile and usable yarn for summer. As I say, less sold on the sock stocking stitch. That could be my knitting caveat. Uh, but completely sold on the garter, which um, is, is a big thing for me because I'm not a fan of garter stitch. So my review of Black S, definitely try it. I can see it working for a lot of the more modern trendy designs that we've got coming out at the moment. And I will put um, a few links to stuff that I think would work quite nicely in uh, next episode. And I'll chat about patterns that I think could work for this yarn and for other linen and uh, cotton blend yarns potentially but I think the difference with this is with the linen is you do get that structure that you wouldn't get with bamboo and you wouldn't necessarily get with cotton where it is really kind of still standing up on its own um, whereas if this was bamboo it'd be flopping all over everywhere 
and you wouldn't necessarily get that same effect that you're um that you're getting with this so that's my review of black and leoness it is launching on the 1st of may and is available at five pounds 75 a ball in dk and four ply weight on 50 percent linen and 50 percent wool the wool being corridale and merino from the falkland islands it will be available from blackyarns.co.uk and when it opens it will also be available at brityarn.co.uk so i'm afraid that's all we've got time for this week i hope you've all enjoyed the show and picked up a few tips about knitting with summer yarns if you have any ideas or any yarns you'd like to recommend or any feedback for me uh, regarding this episode get yourself over to the group on Ravelry and uh, leave me a comment under the thread in the group for this episode and chat with other listeners about what you uh, you have to say remember the giveaway for the Wallmiser is ongoing so whilst you're saying hello and tell me what you think of um, of linen yarn you can enter that as well if you haven't already and all that remains for me to say to you is thank you very much for listening hope you have a great week Happy crafting and I'll speak to you all again soon. Bye. You've been listening to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can do so via the blog or I'm Shiny Bees on Ravelry, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest and Facebook. You can email me at shinybeesinfo at gmail.com. Music for this episode is provided via Music Alley and it is Adam and the Water Boys and I Need a Drink. I need a drink.